You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey, and welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I am sitting down for the third time with Leslie Bumpus. She is one of my very favorite guests to have on just because she's a wealth of knowledge. She's a functional medicine nutritionist. She's an expert in women's wellness, and her clients have accused her of aging in reverse. So that's a pretty big deal, and I think that that's a good selling point right there. Over the last 10 years, she has been helping frustrated, mature women over the hurdles of aging by utilizing science-backed protocols designed to bring energy, vitality, and beauty back so that they can enjoy life to the fullest. And so with Leslie and her wealth of knowledge, she is looking at things such as reversing or preventing dementia, frumpy, dumpy, and old in her words. <laughs> I love that frumpy. We don't want frumpy, dumpy, and old. No, frumpy, and, dumpy, and we, no bitchy want, or bitchy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We want cognitive clarity, which I think is something you specialize in. The mm-hmm. first episode that we did together. Oh man. I mean, it's probably, it's been over two years. Yeah. It was on the topic of cognitive decline. The second one was a Valentine's special all about getting the libido back. And that was a really fun episode. And so today we're going to dive into hormones, menopause, perimenopause. I've had a lot of requests about that one. So Leslie, thanks again for being on the show a third time. You're welcome. This is so much fun. I so enjoy you, Aaron. And, uh, yeah, you know, this is a topic that's near and dear to every woman. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think what makes me sad is that as a culture, we, from the very beginning, when we're 13 to 15, we're not taught to be proud of our reproductive mm-hmm. organs or um, systems and, you know, and, and things that we go through. So as we get our periods. It's kind of hush, hush. Sometimes your mom doesn't even want to talk to you about it. You've got to get all the information in the locker room, you know, (laughs) girls that have come before you. And we're taught to suppress our female prowess, our female power that God has um, (laughs) created us for. And so we look at the whole experience with uh, negative negativity and we're put on the pill because it's icky and we need to clear our skin and cramps are terrible. And, and then I think that carries through to your age group um, because you're busy moms, you're trying to figure out birth control. Do I get off birth control? Do I stay on it? Do I get, you know, does my husband get a vasectomy or whatever's going on? Mm-hmm. And now you're in the carpool, run, 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 kids, sports, activities, um, and smack dab, you look up and you're 44 <laughs> and you're thinking, wait a minute, I feel crummy. Mm-hmm. I've got belly fat. I've got headaches. I'm an emotional wreck and I snap at my kids. Where did this come from? Um, and that's what we might call entering perimenopause. I remember someone telling me or advising me to ask my mom, ask your mother when she went through menopause, because it'll help you understand, especially if you got your period at 13 or so, you usually enter menopause around 51 to 52. And of course it was too late for me to ask my mom. She already had dementia. (laughs) I was like, Mm. okay, that's not going to help me. But, um, 
all that to say that perimenopause can sneak up on a woman, can sneak up on you um, because of these emotional changes and the physical changes. And you look down and you say, I'm still exercising like five days a week and I'm doing HIIT or I'm mm -hmm. eating great. And where did this belly fat come from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one, we think of the ovaries and the uterus as being so vital and important. And really it's the ovaries. So you're born with a limited amount of eggs and every month you discharge one uh, until you no longer have any. But the player that's really involved with also with menopause are our adrenals. Yes. So the brain um, does this scan and sees that the adrenals are not functioning well enough to produce estrogen. So I, I say that because what happens is as the ovaries decline, I'm using my hand as an illustration, um, they pass the baton on to the adrenals and say, okay, I can't produce estrogen anymore. And the brain's calling for it. The breasts are calling for it. We still have tons of estrogen receptors and the adrenals go, <laughs> not me, sister. You have right. beat me like a dead horse all these right. years running around, you know, carpool business up fundraising <laughs> and the adrenals are like, we're fatigued. Have we heard that adrenal burnout, adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. And so the brain says, well, I'm sorry, but I still need estrogen. I will lay down five to 15 pounds of belly fat. Right. <laughs> Night, right. What a gift uh, because belly fat can still produce estrogen. Absolutely. So it's really important in just as we talked about dementia doesn't just happen at 70. Dementia starts at 35 with poor blood sugar handling. Mm -hmm. And that's what caught, puts you down that roller coaster. The same thing with our adrenal health and the menopause experience. If we want to have a delightful happy hormone situation, we have to make sure we're clearing those estrogens. So what gives you, you know, when you had the really sore breasts and you had diarrhea and terrible cramps and during your cycle, that is a reflection of your body, of your liver specifically, not being able to clear the excess estrogen, yep. the acne, all of that. What helps with that fiber, fiber, fiber? <laughs> green, wet veggies, um, really monitoring our sugar balancing. Don't, you know, the temptation young mom, you're going through carpool driving, you know, is, is to drive through Chick-fil-A or somewhere fast and furious where you're getting inflammatory seed oils, canola, Wesson, the poor oils that they fry everything in. So in your mid thirties, before you hit 45, I think you need to really get a handle on your blood sugar levels, your glucose, your fasting glucose and insulin, your A1C, those are good markers to start watching now. Do you have yours? Do you know what your markers are? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I have not gotten mine done and oh, it's been a little over a year ago and everything. And I do monitor my fasting glucose pretty regularly though. I have an okay. at home test. I, I check that in the morning and I'll check it after, good. you know, an hour after I eat, yeah. cause that, that is important to me that for brain health, for hormone health for all of it. Exactly. Exactly. So ladies, I'm just here to tell you, start getting those, um, annual panels that are very comprehensive. Um, I can order them. Aaron can probably order them so that we have history that we know what's going on. Um, the initial, uh, signs of perimenopause would be, you know, you're starting to have irregular periods, 
maybe they're fewer and far between mm -hmm. these, what I said about these mood swings, um, the weight gain. Um, and here's another interesting one, cold hands and feet, which we normally think of as a thyroid problem. This is typically when women might present with hypothyroidism is during perimenopause. Mm -hmm. But again, it's the adrenals. Um, another thing that happens is that this is where our changes in bone density begin. So we want to make sure we're doing bone density exercises, weight bearing, yeah. right? Um, you, you can you can run on the treadmill all day long, but it's not going to do anything for your bone health mm -hmm. uh, or your muscle. Thank you health. for saying. And same thing for those hit exercises that you know I forever was a runner. That was my thing because I, I loved living off of the stress hormones. Uh, sure. I thought more stress is what I needed to feel good to get a stress break. And that's absolutely what I did not need. It was when right. I slowed down, started walking, started doing more strength training, a lot more yoga. Yeah. That's what really helped give my body a break. And I wish if I could go back in time and tell anybody in their twenties or early thirties, please stop running, just stop, stop running. Yeah. <laughs> the runner's high is great, but you know, it shouldn't be your end all, um, type right. thing. So, um, you are, so we're, we're, we're reduction in our, our egg production. We're not producing and releasing eggs as much. Um, our adrenal glands and our fat cells are called upon to keep producing estrogen. So if you don't want to wake up at 45 and look down and see the spare tire, this is when we keep our blood sugar under control and support the adrenals. So we need to get into parasympathetic mode. We don't, we don't want to eat in a rush. We need to make sure we're getting great sleep. And when I mean great sleep, I mean seven to nine hours. You're not doing yourself any favor or your hormones any favor by going, well, I got to stay up and fold laundry and then, da, 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 and then I go to bed at one and I wake up at five and do my workout and do the all over the game. You are just setting yourself up for a tough road in menopause. I'm Absolutely. just here to tell you dark room, cold, um, phone in airplane mode, or if you have to get it, keep it on, put it away in the bathroom or somewhere. So you, it's not by your head. Um, this is a great time to also reach out to a functional practitioner to get your hormones tested. Mm -hmm. Now there's two schools of thought. One is most OBGYNs, most doctors love to run a blood test, a blood panel for your hormones because it's easy. The patient is compliant, get it done, boom. But what we know about our hormones like estrogen and testosterone, et cetera, is that they are bound up with proteins in our blood and are not giving us the real true picture. So if you can find a functional practitioner who is willing to order a 11 day spit collection or a 30 day spit collection or a, a, a Dutch dried urine, those are going to be much more um, indicative of really where your hormones are balanced out. Um, we whole group of women court of my age, you know, in their 55 and older still feel like bioidentical hormone or hormone therapy or hormone replacement is dangerous you know, causes breast cancer. Well, that's been debunked for mm. years. That was a faulty study. They did it the wrong way because they were studying women that were taking horse piss, Premarin, <laughs> and they were only taking estrogen. They weren't taking anything else in balance. And so, yes, I'm on bioidentical hormones. Yes. I feel like it's going to protect my brain, my mm. bones and my breasts, 
long-term. Most of the heroes out there that I adore, you know, Dr. Hyman and Perlmutter and uh, Bredesen, anybody in the brain area um, know that hormones are protective. So I want to make sure that that's. um, No, you bring up a good point because that is, I get that question a lot. Like, should I do bioidentical hormones? How do I know what's the right, you know, and from even for me personally, like I'm so sensitive to anything that's Mm -hmm. going to make a shift in my hormones will make a shift in my brain health. And I'm very sensitive. And so right now I'm doing what I can to support myself naturally through, and maybe we'll get to talk about Vitex in a little bit, um, things like that, but knowing that that is still an option, it's not a closed door when I really get to that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about what we could be doing now to maintain our hormones. as we transition in this beautiful stage of life. And by the way, I had a fellow practitioner in Australia. She calls it our second spring. Oh, I love that. You know, some people look at aging and menopause is kind of becoming gray and dry, (laughs) frumpy dumpy Mm -hmm. as we talk about. Mm -hmm. No, it's our second spring. It's our opportunity to recreate ourselves, to start a new business, to learn a new hobby to be juicy and vital. It's not, as I said, you know, I think every woman should learn to age with confidence, strength, and grace. And, um, you know, uh, I do get, I do get accused of being, I'm I'm going to be 67 in three weeks. I don't look it. And, uh, you know, for me, it's about flexibility, mobility, eating right, getting good sleep, getting good sex. Um, from my husband. I should have should clarify that. <laughs> Just getting good sex. But we want to maintain our stress levels. So um, I think there's a great, there are several great apps um, you can put on your phone uh, for breathing, mm-hmm. breathing uh, therapy, getting into parasympathetic mode, learning to breathe properly, put a timer on your phone. If, if you have to sit there and carpool, just learn to breathe, do the five breaths in, hold for five counts and breathe out for five and do that five times. That brings your stress levels down. Um, Let's make sure we're getting enough water. So, and what I call wet fiber Mm -hmm. Um, at this stage too, a lot of women are still battling constipation. And if you're constipated, you're not eliminating those toxins and those excess hormones. So let's get wet fiber cucumber, celery, jicama, radishes, all that kind of wet, um, green apples, the perfect food God gave us, you know, it's got insoluble fiber on the outside and the soluble on the inside. So, uh, wet fiber, we don't want to be constipated. We want to get rid of all of that going through moderate exercise. You know, even if you walk for 30 minutes after a meal, you're going to lower your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, careful with your alcohol consumption, mm, you know, kind of, that's a tricky evaluate, one for people. Mm-hmm. Evaluate where you are there because also that contributes to the belly fat. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously nobody should be smoking anything <laughs> these days. Um, and just understand your cycle and keep an app or something or a calendar and understand, Hmm, a long time since I had my period. Well, technically you're not in menopause until you've had 12 months of no period. Wow. And I've had a lot of women say, you know, I went eight months, nine months, no period. And then dang it, I'm at 10, (laughs) month 10, I had a period. Well, you're not in menopause yet, but you're getting very close. We have, uh, as menopause gets closer, you will find some um, 
atrophy in your genitals, uh, decreased sensitivity, vaginal dryness and pain with intercourse, sugar cravings, fatigue, mood swings. Um, women in marriages in a committed relationship um, need to use lubrication. Mm-hmm. Just start to dry up naturally and we're not a 17 year old in the back seat having hot and heavy makeup sessions right right you get dry we don't lubricate the same um so a clean green lubrication is essential so that you aren't dreading intimacy with your spouse that's a really good point and can i bring up even the the increase in utis and yeast infections during this time right because things are shifting so much the, the bacterial balance and all of that. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a bit vaginal. The vaginal microbiome is a reflection of our gut mm-hmm. microbiome mm-hmm. as yeah. is if your vaginal microbiome is off, that can lead to the UTI, the yeast overgrowth thing that we're talking about. Um, and I also wanted to throw in there just kind of, because my brain's going train plastic water bottles. No, 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 no. We call them xenoestrogens. Plastic stimulates um, inappropriate estrogen and a hormone production. Mm-hmm. I, my, my clients, I tell men, no more water bottles, plastic water bottles, or you're going to have man boobs. You don't yeah. want man boobs because your testosterone gets aromatized into estrogen. So the same thing happens for women. If we, if we're putting on a lot of excessive creams, like face creams that say that they've got some face creams out there that promote, you know, clean skin, but they've actually got chemicals that promote more estrogen production, right? Excess high estrogen can also give you the endometriosis, the PCOS, Mm -hmm. the migraines. So, um, where was I on it? Okay. Lubrication. Yes. Making sure that we are um, not promoting UTIs. So if we've got a yeast or vaginal overgrowth, there are a lot of really lovely natural products out there for uh, maintaining vaginal moisture. Mm-hmm. One of them is called, um, there's a company called Bezwecken. I know it kind of sounds weird. B-E-Z-W-E-C-K-E-N. Um, they make these little oval suppositories for improving moisture. Um there's another one called Revari, R-E-V-A-R-E-E. Also a vaginal suppository that helps. Um, it has hyaluronic acid in it and some other things which draw moisture into the vagina. I've got women telling me that they lubricate with coconut oil. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I've heard that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's actually drying. And I wouldn't put coconut oil on my face either because it's uh, called comedogenic uh, pore mm-hmm. clogging. Um, but there's some really nice things. Uh, and I'm at the stage as part of my hormone protocol, I use something called Uva Femme, which is a prescription from my OBGYN. It is a very, very low dose estrogen. That is again, a suppository to keep our vaginal walls healthy. Yeah. You don't want our walls thinning or thickening. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we've got here. So these menopausal perimenopausal symptoms like anxiety and mood swings and brain fog really is telling us that our HPA access is out of sync. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that we get those hormones. I mean, I'm sorry, the adrenal glands supported. And if you are pre 
perimenopause <laughs> and all of that. This is why it is so important to honor that the signals that your HPA axis are, are getting and giving, and you've got to take care of those adrenals now, because after your ovaries are done, your adrenals pick up the slack. And like you they said, that, yeah, they might not want to. And and so that's where something like the breathing and yoga and good sleep. Oh my goodness. The good sleep you're talking about. That is mm-hmm. so important. And that's something I've been spending probably the good last part of my four, last four years, really focusing on stress management. Cause I know what's ahead. I know what my mom's menopausal history is like, and I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so I do not want to do that. And I, I very clearly remember because I had a newborn when it hit her really hard and I am not going that direction. So I'm doing what I can now to support my adrenals the best that I can. So I, I want to throw that in there because I, I can't, I know we have women of all ages listening, but I can't emphasize that enough at any mm-hmm. age you have to support your stress. You just have to, that is a non-negotiable Absolutely. can't yeah. get rid of your stress, but you can support it. And the body doesn't know good stress versus bad stress. Cause I'll ask someone, do you, are, you know, are you stressed? Oh no, I'm just preparing for a wedding. It's so exciting. Well, that's stress right. or I'm preparing for a funeral. <laughs> that's stress. The body doesn't differentiate what we would personally interpret. So, um, yeah. So a couple things I just wanted to throw out there. And I think you need to work with a practitioner but we have a lot of really wonderful adaptogenic herbs that support our adrenals, that support our moods. And, you know, of course, um, we talked about how perimenopause, a lot of this hypothyroidism starts to raise its ugly head. But ashwagandha, which we know is just a fabulous um, thousands of year old herb, helps with that T4 to T3 conversion. Mm. So if you want healthy thyroid health, ashwagandha. Um, I like, I prefer using blends, some, some really lovely blends for, for female health. Um, tribulus is also recommended for libido, um, for both men and women. Um, St. John's wort is also in a nice, but don't go out and just buy these single ones because you just take too many things and you don't know what you're doing. It's so true. Um, um, so we like families traditionally have referred to our emotional instability during this time as our midlife crisis. I, I prefer to think of it as the second spring. Um, it's largely due to the decreased estradiol in the brain because our brain is rich in estrogen receptors and they play a significant role in our neurotransmitter function and availability. And so, um, Anything that influences our HPA access can change how we think and feel and perceive ourselves. Again, very important to get good nutrition um, for the brain, as you know, good quality fats. I mean, I wouldn't even hesitate to say to swallow a tablespoon of quality olive oil every morning. First of all, it's a great fat, good for your brain, will help you move your bowels. I mean, Mm -hmm. good quality olive oil is really there. Some other things that can help with the transition from perimenopause or getting ready for perimenopause would be acupuncture Mm. and chiropractic care, because we do have these meridians in our body that get jammed and blocked. So um, anything that you just kind of come under, you know, self-care and self-care is not selfish because if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So let's get mama happy, get on a routine of maybe monthly chiropractic adjustments or monthly acupuncture treatments to help relieve some of that herbal and nutritional support obviously is, is critical. Uh, 
I am in love with the castor oil packs from the Queen of Thrones. Uh, Dr. Marisol, I butcher her last name. But you, you can must find be her reading my shopping cart. Yeah, you must be. <laughs> um, and it's and it's kind of crazy, but it's for um, helping the liver to detox. Castor oil is a biblical, ancient being that we created the oil from. It actually helps with eyelash growth and eyebrow growth and hair growth. But uh, and it used to be, you know, give the kid a spoon of castor oil right. <laughs> with, with that or something, because it made you because it smelled. But a castor oil pack. Uh, at night, the week of your period, you're cramping, you're miserable, would really soothe that transition time. Mm -hmm. I recommend castor oil packs for all my cancer clients to when they're detoxing from their chemo and things like that. What about the week before if somebody is experiencing, you know, maybe, maybe say somebody has not had PMS since they were a teenager, but they know their hormones are shifting and they feel like, you know, they're starting to get some of those old PMS symptoms back. Would a castor oil pack be be absolutely there. it would be lovely it really would you know and they actually she actually makes uh castor oil packs also for your thyroid oh that you could wear time. on your thyroid if you're having thyroid issues so let's go back to the idea of supporting our liver with the castor oil pack yeah so the liver breaks down or conjugates our estrogens and releases them in our stool in what we call phase two detoxification but it requires adequate fiber to bind and eliminate. And this is a time of life also that many women develop gallbladder issues. Mm. So the gallbladder, let's go back to science. The liver produces bile, the gallbladder stores the bile, and then it's called into action to release bile as we eat quality fats or poor fats to, to emulsify and, and help break down those fats. But if we have an estrogen progesterone imbalance, bile, what we call a stasis, or it just kind of stops moving and becomes sludgy can create gallbladder problems. So we, again, want to make sure that our liver is able to conjugate, methylate, get rid of our excess estrogen. So it's in turn, not impacting um, our gallbladder or our thyroid. Um, poor liver detox capacity causes increased availability of estrogen. And it's important to ensure that we are doing all that we can. So food wise beets, Mm. love beets, gold beets. I roast them all the time in the oven. You can grate them raw on a salad. You can get actually get unsweetened beet juice. Beets are very high in sugar. So you want to be careful with that, but gallbladder support from a food standpoint can come from beets. Or as you know, we've got my lovely beta TCP here with (laughs) probiotics, which is a great Uh, gallbladder support. The five year before and after is where many women end up with these gallbladder issues. And you Mm -hmm. don't want to just say, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain, go to the ER. And the doctor says, I got to take out your gallbladder. There are ways to nurture, love and care for your gallbladder. And yeah, because a lot of that is that the connection with the liver and how your gallbladder, your liver communicating. If your liver has backup, your gallbladder's back. I mean, it's, it's all connected there. So cruciferous vegetables that we think of as broccoli and uh, Mm -hmm. cauliflower and kale and um, all uh, support that uh, phase two detox. Um, Let's see, we've got, so let's say you have surgically induced menopause. Some women Mm -hmm. have to have 
a complete hysterectomy uh, at an early age for different reasons. Um, so, or there are women that have premature menopause. One of the things, if we are going into surgically induced or premature, we want to really look at our bone health. Again, there are several nice, um, you can get a DEXA scan, which really just tests the minerals density, but um, there is a lovely uh, urine test from diagnostics that is a, a, a picture of your bone health. Everything goes back to good digestion. If you're not digesting your food, you're not absorbing the calcium. If you're not absorbing the calcium, it's circulating in your bloodstream and depositing where it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And calcium needs its little buddies, K2, K2 and D3. Mm -hmm. uh, to that end, I am in crazy in love with um, Dr. I always say his name, Newstat. He's an ND. Great book, Fracture Proof Your Bones. What has that got to do with menopause, perimenopause? Well, this is the stage we need to start being concerned about our bones. Yep. He has dedicated his whole life to studying osteoporosis and couldn't find a supplement out there that he loved and addressed what a menopausal woman needs. So he came up with his own and it's called Osteo-K and you can get it on full script. Um, interestingly enough, there was a study that showed that had like mm, 5,000 women and they were being given 1500 milligrams of calcium every day. That is the standard painted on a billboard. Your doctor who knows nothing about your bones will say, you need 1500 milligrams of calcium every day. What they discovered with this group of women is that <clears throat> didn't have that big of impact on their bones, but it put them at a higher risk for heart disease and stroke because calcium alone was not being deposited where it was supposed to. And it was depositing in their arterial walls. Yeah. So you can't tell a woman she's got to take calcium. Well, let's make sure it's the right kind and it's got its buddies so that we don't deposit it in the wrong places. Yeah. So again, I would look into a functional practitioner that can do an assessment of your hormones via saliva or urine. It's a little trickier. It's not as easy for the practitioner, but it gives you a clearer, more defined picture of where you stand with your hormones and do not get suckered into one of those retail door, door places that say I tea pellets, you know, put, put tea pellets. They're not checking your, your whole picture and they're not balancing your testosterone against estrogen and progesterone. I was going to ask about that. Cause I, I know that that is real popular right now to get those testosterone pellets, but I don't know many. I know some practitioners are also recommending things like, um, supplementing with dim or, you know, some other to, to help balance the load, but some people are just doing the testosterone pellets sending women on their way and all sorts of symptoms occur. So it's, what are your again, thoughts? And I, and I don't, I'm not, I'm here not to insult any practitioners, but it's easy. Boom. I put it in your butt. If I send you home with a testosterone cream, bioidentical, do I know if you're really applying it? Do you, are you doing it regularly? Are you remembering? So for them, it's more of a convenience thing, mm -hmm. but you get a big hit when it's the first implanted and then it wears out over time. So there's not a real even keel. I'd rather use my testosterone cream for an even keel, even application yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah, that's, that's helpful um, information. 
So supporting your adrenals and your thyroid in your 40s, in your early 40s, um, will prevent belly fat accumulation and osteoporosis because that's our goal is to say supporting our adrenals, love our adrenals. Erin, are you familiar with the uh, adrenal cocktail? Have you seen some of the practitioners? Yes. Uh-huh. You might make that available to your yeah. listeners uh, in the show notes. Yeah. Basically, it's orange juice and premature salt and, and some sea salt and something. But yeah. again, to support um, the adrenals so that when you mm-hmm. reach that point, your adrenals will take that baton from the ovaries. Go, yeah, I got this girl. I got this. And you're, and you're go. good with the with the orange, the sugar content of the orange juice, because I've heard of some people even using the simply orange orange juice, which oh, no, 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 no. has been contaminated by. Yeah. So let's clarify the orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> No, and it's interesting is that we look at several other cultures, specifically the Japanese culture, where the women there, or even in Africa, they don't really have something called midlife crisis. And I'm in, you know, menopause, and I'm miserable, and I have hot sweats, hot sweats, and sweating and hot flashes and insomnia are all a reflection of your liver health, mm-hmm. yeah. your gut and your liver health. So, um, If you look at the Japanese culture, they eat a lot of fermented foods, a lot of greens, no processed, you know, McDonald's-y stuff. The minute those, we've seen that the minute Japanese particular move to America and adopt American diets, they they do develop menopausal symptoms. Mm -hmm. But as a rule, it's it's not a problem. They coast and we should coast into our second spring and Mm -hmm. be strong be vital and not have it sneak up on us. Menopause should not sneak up on you. Um, You shouldn't wake up one morning and go, oh, what happened here? I'm frumpy, dumpy, and grumpy. Mm -hmm. And our livers are up against a lot. You know, I just finished one of my courses. It was all about toxicity and Mm -hmm. it made me a little bit paranoid in a good way, right? Like we got to be aware, but our, if, our liver is not going to take care of the estrogen if it's too busy taking care of the phthalates and the, oh my goodness, what uh, other endocrine disrupting chemicals that are in our laundry detergents Egg and, and our sodium yes, and and our cookware in the food and then the sugar and the refined carbs. So mm-hmm. your liver wants, wants to support you, wants to team up with you to help with the estrogen load, but your liver's up against a lot fighting off those other things. Right. And, and there's other things that we can, I don't have one here, but you know, um, I think I've shared with you my lemon liver flush recipe, mm-hmm. which is the, the organic lemon, you know, in the Vitamix with water and, and olive oil. Um, that's a delivery system for us in the morning. And I put in it a tincture of liver support that has dandelion and, uh, milk thistle and Oregon root and all the kind of love licorice that your liver. So there's lots of easy ways nutritionally with the right food, with a castor oil liver pack with, um, you know, some, some herbs. But if, uh, if, if you are a 41 to 45 year old woman and you're entering that and you're concerned about your mood and all the above, um, there are a lot of lovely, lovely professional grade supplement blends that address this stage of life supporting your adrenals, giving you the herbs that are adaptogenic, like ashwagandha and tribulus help with your libido. Um, it's your responsibility to help stay on course with your lubrication and your bone health, um, not stressing yourself out with too many 
hip type workouts, as you said, yoga, Pilates, walking, breathing to manage your stress. And menopause should be a walk through the Arboretum. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and again, a lot of it's mindset. Mm -hmm. So if I'm speaking to any of you out there that have girls that are 13 to 17, empower them. Yes. Make sure they know how proud it is to be a female that can reproduce in God's image, that it's not something to be ashamed of or dirty. We don't talk about it. Um, teach them biblical intimacy and sexuality. Do you know Francie Winslow? No. Oh my gosh. Instagram, Francie Winslow, okay. Christian. Uh, young mom has all the series about biblical intimacy and sexuality and how we should mm. own it. And it's a gift. Mm. Um, that's, I highly recommend that. And then the same thing with menopause. Don't look at it as a, Oh no, I'm going to go into this, you know, fat old dry up <laughs> stage of life. No, this is vibrant yeah. ballroom dancing vibrancy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's putting the right support tools in place and knowing that and empowering yourself and your body to be able to support yourself instead of going, Oh no, what's happening and asking the questions. And even, you know, I think in the functional world, right? Like we can get caught up in all the functional labs, but you can learn all about your hormones on the functional labs. But if you're not willing to address those foundational supports, yeah. Yeah. then not, not much is going to change sleep, water, movement, good nutrition. Uh, you know, I've always joked about the fact that when you say everyone should have nine helpings of, and the first words of everyone's mouth is fruit and vegetables. And I say, no, you need nine helpings of vegetables, one fruit per day. We don't need all that sugar. We don't need all that fructose, but lots of vegetables, variety, variety is the key to your healthy microbiome. Mm -hmm. If you're just going to have broccoli every day, it, it's not going to help you. You need mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and radishes and uh, squash and kale and everything to give your, your microbiome that um, wonderful diversity, gut diversity. Vaginal microbiome is a reflection of your gut and your vaginal microbiome will influence your UTI um, bladder issues. And as we enter the stage of life, we are more vulnerable and susceptible to hypothyroidism. So we want to make sure we are supporting our thyroid again, coming back to the liver to convert T4 to T3. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it a wonderful symphony? It really is. And it's, I mean, and I think being a woman, we were designed with so many protections in place. And I even just kind of switching that mindset of, wait a minute, my belly fat is is because of the stress that I've been through. It's a protective mechanism. It's not just my body being mad at me and it's not just right. my body not right. doing what I want it to do. It's actually my body's trying to get some extra supports in place. And so I think even changing that mindset of going, okay, then how can I support what it needs? And that goes back to that HPA axis regulation and trying to support the stress. And that's, that's important because yeah, I think belly weight is a major concern for a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of did A to Z on perimenopause when it starts. Um, don't wait for it to hit you in between the eyes. Get on your a good program now for stress management, sleep, gentle movement, exercise, a lot of water, um, handling your blood sugar, mm, 
don't don't drive through Chick-fil-A during carpool. Sorry, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a Chick-fil-A rant lately, just all the MSG in there. I just think yeah, it's so damaging. I know, but... I know, I hate that. Um, but to um, get your hormones tested, find a good functional practitioner that can do either saliva or dried urine. That's called the Dutch test. Mm-hmm. That also can tell you what your cortisol levels are like. So if you're stressed out, um, remember that cortisol pushes insulin. Insulin is our fat storage hormone. Another reason to say, Ooh, I don't want that belly fat. Mm-hmm. So, and as you said, it's, it's your body protection. Your brain says I have all these estrogen receptors. If I can't get it from the ovaries, I got to get it from the adrenals. And if I'm not getting it from the adrenals, I will put b- belly fat on you just to get the estrogen. So don't be afraid of bioidentical hormone treatment, but it has to be balanced. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, that is so much information there. That's going to give a lot of people lots of things to think about. Um, and tell me you use full script for a lot of your supplements, right? I use mm-hmm. full script mm-hmm. as well. I love full script. Um, cause I did mention Vitex. Can you, you've talked about Vitex on the podcast before, um, Chase Berry I- Vitex, sorry. Oh, Vitex. Vitex. Yeah. Oh, Vitex. Can you share? Yes. The herb. Can you share for women who maybe the progesterone levels are dropping a little bit, or maybe they're just feeling that imbalance, especially that week before their period. Um, that is something that has been so helpful for me. And so can you just share real briefly why that might be something that they could have in their arsenal? Well, again, it's an adaptogenic. So, um, adaptogenic herbs, your body, you, you know, your body says, Oh, I need to be tuned up or I need to be dialed down. And that's what you're, you would, it adapts to whatever it's taking. That's why tribulus and ashwagandha, uh, astragalus and vitex can be a really good tool in the tool bucket and to give it a try. You know, we're all bio-individual. It's not harmful. It's not contraindicated to anything that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would definitely be, let me see if I got something else here to kind of I'd say for those who are struggling with, um, libido changes throughout the month, that is a huge game changer. That's, that's a good one for that too. That's just from personal experience. That's a good one. (laughs) Don't well, you know, this particular hormone course that I've been through several and, um, this one was kind of surrounding standard process, but hot flashes and night sweats, tribulus, black cohosh, wild yam, sage valerian uh, a nice a nice calcium uh, let me see if we've got here for vaginal dryness we talked about the bezwecan or the reverie black cohosh again is a great one for that as taken orally ashwagandha just it's just a great support for the hpa access um we've got um Bacopa, which is interesting. That's another herb. We normally think of Bacopa as a brain memory mm, herb. I haven't used that one, yeah. That is, I take a, a, a blend from um, Myobotanicals. It's their brain mm. blend. And it's got ginkgo, um, Bacopa, hmm. and, duck, and a lot of mushrooms in it. But yeah. um, Shizandra um, is also a nice one. But again, you don't want to take all these independently. Uh, Chase tree. That's Vitex. And Chase tree Vitex. Yes. Did I say Chase Berry? I think I said Chase Berry a minute ago. Chase tree. Yes. That is, yeah, it is. Key support for female sex hormones, uh, supports healthy ovulation, useful with PMS, can reduce hormone related acne or pain at ovulation. So it's got a lot of, it supports heavy bleeding, supports normal cycling, 
it is contraindicated if you're on birth control. So that would That's be cool. one of the things that you would have yeah. to very helpful in the transition into menopause. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually safe for breastfeeding. It helps to support uh, progesterone production. I know for me, I notice as my progesterone was seeming to decline and then got verification through labs that it was, um, my GABA, my, that anxiety kicked up because progesterone supports GABA. GABA is what we need for feelings of, of calm. And so for me being able to have that little boost to maybe tell my body, Hey, let's start. <laughs> Cause I, I think I can still do it. I think I can still produce, you know, what I need to produce. I think a lot of my symptoms of, of early perimenopause are stress induced. And yeah. again, this is why I caution the women in their twenties and early thirties. Don't wear yourself out on don't doing worry, no, and going don't. and trying to be so much because it's a, it's a long journey. It. We want energy mm -hmm. for the end of the journey. We do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's also another one that I've tried called white peony. Hmm, um, it's anti-inflammatory, helps with uh, mental dysfunction, helps with fibroids. Um, I've tried that and, you know, and believe it or not, what they call it, um, deer velvet, <laughs> deer velvet. Huh. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how they collect it, but deer velvet is really wow. good for libido for both male and female mm -hmm. HPA access support and these are blends that you can get ashwagandha complex rhodiola romania licorice uh there's an adrenal tonic kind of blend that also has romania and um ashwagandha in it so there's a lot of lovely you know you can go on full script and just even put in feminine you know health and adrenal or hormonal health and you'll see a lot of those products with those blends in them again i don't like to do onesie twosies i like to make sure we're getting a nice blend and you know what essential oils we didn't even talk about essential yeah. oils um being very helpful for perimenopause or pms i don't know you know i use a lot of different ones but the doTERRA blend of clary sage Mm. Are you familiar with clary yeah, sage? Uh -huh. Rub it on your ovary points. Even if you don't mm. have ovaries anymore, you still rub it on your ovary points. It can be very soothing for PMS and for cramps. Mm. I live with my oils. My oils are everywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, and even just, I mean, having the oils going and having that the smell is so powerful, right? And, and the different calming smells do so much for that HPA axis. Um, because oh, it starts, sure. starts at the brain, starts at what we're perceiving to be stressful or not. So real quick, I know we're out of time, but I have to ask Ozempic semaglutide. You just posted about this recently. What are your thoughts on this new trend for weight loss? Cause at first glance, I'm like, okay, well, even I've, I've seen some other functional medicine practitioners that are saying, I mean, it is kind of treating the root but at what cost long-term? So that's what I wanted to talk with you about offline, but I'll just real quickly say that even my doctor is promoting it as a weight loss because it's a peptide. And most physicians have been taught that peptides are okay. Right. However, um, you are on, it reduces your calorie intake because it makes you feel not hungry. It gives you the feeling of satiety. There have been a lot of anecdotal issues though, where it is interfering with pancreatic function and thyroid function. Yeah. And, um, you're self-injecting it's expensive, bloody expensive. expensive. Mm -hmm. And the side effects are extreme nausea, dizziness, diarrhea, or constipation. So it's real hard to kind of figure out the dosing. And if you commit to it, they pretty much say you're going to have to commit to it for the rest of your life. Mm. So you want to inject yourself for the rest of your life, 
or do we want to learn to eat properly? Right. Can we go ahead and do a reset? There are lots of opportunities for us to do a reset with a, a 21 day purification or a 14 day cleanse mm. with a biotics product or an orthomolecular product. Um, and then do that. Now, I thought I would never get behind weight loss and I'm definitely not an Optavia fan. Oh, no, sorry for all no. you Optavia coaches no, out there. That's it's so dangerous for adrenals. Yeah. Um, I am finally excited about an all natural, uh, patented clinically trialed weight loss supplement that you take three, twice a day, right before you eat. And it works on our leptin ghrelin hormone okay. um, balance. I so, seen you post about this and I need to know more. That's interesting. Uh, so why don't we wrap this up? Okay. And then and we'll then talk and tell you more and <laughs> you can decide whether or not you want to promote it to your client. Cause yeah. I have clients that despite everything we do and say and educate, they can't lose that last yeah. 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. And they just need some help. And I don't want them to do it with drugs. And there are a lot of people doing all the right things and still, you know, not moving the way they want to. And so, yeah, no, I, I had to, that's funny that that's what you wanted to talk to me about because I, I have to ask, that's a hot topic. And I just, you know, preliminary research looks promising on the Zympic semaglutide, whatever other names there are, but looking at longer term and looking at the side effects and anytime you're disrupting digestion to me, I makes me nervous. It just makes me yeah. a little bit nervous. There's so. a great article. Look at that article by Dr. Paul Attia, A-T-T-I-A. Mm -hmm. He kind of goes through that whole, what are the good, what are the pros and cons, long-term pros and cons. And um, it's pretty remarkable that um, most, even Perlmutter said, mm -mm. Hyman said, uh-uh. They're just mm. not a big fan of, of semaglutide. So Awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to look that up and I'll try to drop that in the show notes. So thanks for all this information. This was super helpful and it's just fun to pick your brain. So thanks again for being on. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Aaron. Thank you so much. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.